hello, and welcome back to this edition of the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining with me is the one and only Ray Jewell, the president, director of the Janesville Community Center, uh, the author behind the Ray's Rambling blog, and my co-worker at Rock County Christian School. Ray, welcome back. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, co-worker at a distance, I yeah. guess. You're in Beloit, and I'm theoretically in Janesville, though it's hard for me to accept that yeah. being Janesville when it goes beyond the airport like that. But well, but right now we're together. We we're are in, together, and we're not in Janesville or Beloit. Not even close. <laughs> we are in the Wisconsin Dells. We are at the Wilderness. We're at the Wisconsin Association of Christian Schools Teacher Conference, and so we've been podcasting quite a bit during this time because we're nerds and that's what we do that's right <laughs> nothing wrong with being podcast nerds when you actually have something to say <laughs> well right now we're gonna take a just a slight break a slight detour from our series that we've been going through uh, on the attributes of God and we're gonna talk about pastor appreciation month October is has uh, for quite some time now been uh, pastor appreciation month and so we thought we'd take a few minutes and uh, talk about how we can show appreciation to our pastor, talk about a little bit about the role of the pastor mm -hmm. and how that all plays in our in our Christian walk. Okay. So, Ray, how do we define what a pastor is? I, that's, you know, a good question. Um, I think the, the way that I see it, biblically, I, I need to go to the pastoral epistles, the, yeah. what's called the pastoral epistles, Paul's letters to Timothy and to Titus. Yeah. And that uh, is probably the best definition that we have in Scripture of that role. I don't, you know, other than those two men, I don't see a lot of individuals named as such. I mean, yeah. the office of pastor that's mentioned in Ephesians and and whatnot, but um, I think uh, it's it would be in my mind anyway. It's very similar to the role of an elder. In fact, I think that pastors should be elders. Right. I know. I, and I think in Scripture the two are synonymous: right. pastor and elder. Well, plurality of, of elders. Right. And, and whatnot, and I think that um, it's, it's to put it in a word, shepherding. Right. Um, the. If we are following after Christ in our leadership, and Christ is the, the chief shepherd, I think that that's an apt description of what what a pastor does. Right, let me just throw in First uh, Peter 5. This mm -hmm. is what exactly what you're talking about. So verse First uh, Peter 5, 1. <clears throat> so I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You know, and that last line, and well, actually, the last part of that, not lording it over right. them, not you know, 
I mean, always remember that there is a chief shepherd, right? And it's not you. So <laughs> you know, it's well, not the pastor. It's, I think it's we'll, Jesus. We'll hit more on that in a minute. Yeah. We get to our dangers to avoid section right now in our in our definition. Um, I think the number, at least in my mind, pastor. And in fact, the very word pastor has that uh, shepherd image with it. Mm-hmm. So, the, and, and again, First Peter five. That's that's the idea here of a shepherd and an elder. Um, so someone who is, has some authority, but someone who, again, the, the biblical picture of a shepherd uh, is wrapped up in our vision of Jesus, our vision of God. Mm-hmm. Psalm 23, uh, John, uh, is it John 6, John 8, uh, talking about him being the, the great shepherd himself, mm-hmm. but someone who loves the, the, the flock. And here in First Peter, we're reminded, just as you said, it's almost a, an under shepherd we are mm-hmm. we are shepherding the flock that God's given or not we personally but the pastor is to shepherd the flock as in a loving way but also remembering there's a great shepherd that we're accountable right. to and and love biblically implies more than touchy feely yeah uh, you know go call on everybody when they're sick it also refers to using that shepherd's crook to lead them along right they need to yeah. be brought back into uh the fold so to speak or on our own terms the, the, the cattle prod sometimes right. has to come out right yeah um so yeah we have that idea of a shepherd of an elder and in ephesians 4 we also have this idea this is this is a gift uh this office of pastor is mm-hmm. a gift and the purpose of this gift is to equip the saints um, the pastor is not just there to make you feel better, although at times that 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 job may have to be done. But right. um, I want to see in Ephesians four eleven, and he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So part of the pastor's job, yes, is to lovingly shepherd, and that includes discipline, mm-hmm. but it's also to equip the saints, which also means in my mind the pastor is not doing everything right because his job is to equip other people to do things mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes when we get our, our vision of a pastor messed up yeah so i so in, in terms of pastor appreciation I, I definitely uh we need to appreciate the pastor in the incredible job he's given it, it's it's no small task well and i mean when i served as a pastor I always hated when somebody came up to me and say, and they were joking when they said it, well, you only work one hour a week, right? right? <laughs> and I'm, you know, most of the time it was a joke, but yeah. still, that's that's a pretty but you know, even nasty when it's, joke. <laughs> even when it's a joke, I still don't think people, I mean, everyone recognizes that, that it's a joke, but I, I still don't think people understand what the pastor does right. in between Sundays. Uh, because it's quite a bit, and especially if that pastor is bivocational, mm-hmm. um, there's even more. And, and it's stressful, and it's stressful on his, his own mental health, and his, mm-hmm. his family, and his well, uh, physical body. And there was a time when I was tri-vocational, because mm. I was subbing in the Beloit School District, and I was working at uh, a local convenience store, and I was pastoring as well. And, you know, in the midst of all that, you got to come up with uh, something to say every Sunday, and uh, you know, 
which is a huge reason why to do series. <laughs> yes. <it's laughs> so, you, so you at least know what's coming up right. next. Um, uh, I, the, uh, the expectations of you know, needing to be there when somebody's in the hospital, especially if you're in a rural setting, which was my yeah. experience. Um, or even with older people in the church. Oh, yeah. And you're, but your hospitals are 30, 40 miles away. Yeah. I mean, I had people at different times in three different cities, all in different directions, yeah. uh, the last full-time position I had. And then I had people in another place that were in nursing homes that had to go be seen. And and, and a lot of these people would never, would, wouldn't accept anything but the but pastor. But the pastor, right. Can't be an assistant, can't be... Can't uh, be an elder, church leader, uh, yeah, or right. It, it's Sunday school gotta teacher. be, gotta be the pastor, and well, that's that's a that's a tough. Yeah, that makes it even harder. Um, well, even the sermon itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are pastors who spend twenty, thirty hours a week, right, just on that message. Mm-hmm. And you think about twenty, thirty hours a week. That's a part-time job in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then to add on all the other stuff, uh, you know, and especially if you're in a smaller church where the pastor's not only the pastor, but he's the pastor, he's the treasurer, he's the accountant, he's the uh, janitor. Well, I hope he's, he's the, not the treasurer. Well, you right. <laughs> There's true. That that's wide open door for yes. uh, failure, um, moral failure. But uh, but you're right. I mean, on Sunday mornings because I could sing, I led the singing. Yeah. I would do communion meditations in, the, in, in our tradition. We had the Lord's Supper every week. I would do all the Which praying. Which I love, by the way. Well, I, I think it's a very biblical yeah. approach to it. Um, the, you know, the offering uh, meditations, if we had them, uh, the, all the praying, typically. Um, it, 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 I got to the point where it's like, you know, my gift of being able to sing and stuff became a curse. Yeah. Because it was, it was expected of me. And you know what? Often in a small country church setting, if your wife plays the piano, I mean that's doubly good. Oh yeah. They, they yeah. get two for the price of one. Well, that's what the pastor's wife's supposed to do. She's supposed to sing so and play the piano. Right. <laughs> well, and, and even the sermon itself, I don't yeah. think people understand. I find it to be. First off, physically taxing. Just yet, yet, you have actually getting up there and preaching. Right, is physically taxing, mm-hmm. but it's also mo- emotionally and mentally taxing because most pastors or preachers in general aren't just reciting a text they've memorized, mm-hmm. but they put their heart and soul into this. Mm-hmm. This is a very emotional time uh, for them because often what I'm teaching you is something that God has taught me. So I've been through this personally. I'm personally invested in every word that I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. And so to, to, to spew that out in front of the congregation is to make my life an open book. Right. And, and, and that's... And for me, I was... I needed to go home, even when I was younger, and take a nap on yeah. Sundays because I was just drained. I, I don't know how guys that do uh, three or four services a weekend actually accomplish that right. and have anything left. Um, so it's, I don't know. It's, so we, we've, we've talked about what a pastor is. A pastor's a shepherd, a pastor's an elder, he's a leader, he's a preacher. 
and and so much more. And gratefully, you didn't say that he's the CEO. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Which is a model that, as we've seen recently, um, is again a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And then we we we've looked at some scriptures, First mm -hmm. uh, Peter five and Ephesians four, uh, but also uh, you you mentioned First. Timothy, Second Timothy, Titus; those are the pastoral officials. Epistles, excuse me. Mm -hmm. You could look at the qualifications of a pastor in First Timothy uh, one, and or Titus one, First Timothy three. Yeah. Um, we could take some time to look at that, but we're going to get to some other things here. Uh, we're going to let's jump right into our, our dangers to avoid here, because I think there's uh, when it comes to appreciating your pastor, you can go overboard with this and get into. Uh, sometimes we have the celebrity pastor syndrome, right. where I think first, I, think I want two aspects of this. First, I think sometimes we tend to praise certain big name pastors, mm -hmm. in almost in spite of our local pastor. Right. So we focus on the big guy we see who's written all the books on TV and has a podcast that's even better than the Basic Bible podcast. Yeah. Not that that's possible, yeah. Well, yeah. but um, you know whether it's a guy like John MacArthur or uh, not that they're on the same level, but T.D. Jakes or I'm trying to think of Billy Graham or Franklin mm -hmm. Graham or I'm trying to think of some big name Andy Stanley. Uh, you know the thing is when I am in the hospital, John MacArthur is not going to visit me. John Piper isn't going to pray for me. Mm -hmm. They don't know me. They don't care about me. Not to say that that's bad, but th they can't expect it to be. Yeah, they're not my pastor, but. Phil Allen's going to show up, yeah, and uh, he's probably going to make fun of me. But, um, <laughs> but that's you know that's part of the of a relationship that a pastor should have yeah. with somebody that uh, you serve together with. It's you know let's not <clears throat> assume that pastors are always serious. Yeah. In fact, most pastors I know have a really weird sense of humor, which is yeah. That's why you were a pastor. Well, that could very well be, but you know, anyway, that we'll talk about that some other yeah. time. My experience and how I became one. So I think we can, uh, and we can't expect you know John MacArthur out there in California. He's got his own seminary out there. Mm -hmm. He's got a crack research team that mm -hmm. can you know pull up anything. Not to mention that he doesn't have to make all those hospital visits. What he's got a staff of you know probably a hundred people yeah. that can do all so he can focus on the message more whereas my pastor doesn't have all that now he has me which is a great benefit of course that he is. needs to remember but um, <laughs> Phil you listening <laughs> I hope not anyway um, but you know I, I can't expect that from him and but I but what I do know is that this is the guy Phil is the guy who's gonna love me pray mm -hmm. for me he shepherds my family shepherds me takes care of uh, me checks in on me and he does and, and though his messages may not be John MacArthur they are what God wants me to hear every week well and yeah and and your the idea of what you're saying the relationship aspect becomes a part of the preparation for right. every Sunday because right. you know, we we are speaking to a particular people at a particular time in a particular location Hmm, just like the authors of yeah. the scriptures were, and that's a, but that's also a a burden again. Oh yeah, it's a because it's, you it's know, frightening to think that I, God had this God given responsibility, right? To 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 take care of this no motley crew yeah. of sheep. Well, I mean, Ray, you and I are friends. 
We, and uh, yes. Um, the past week or so, past, past two weeks or so, have been difficult on me, mm -hmm. stress-wise. And talking with you, you're someone who's come alongside and shared that burden with me mm -hmm. to the point of where I think it, it, it is a burden to you as well. You, you bear some of the weight of that, because, and you've chosen to do that because you're my friend. Right. And that helps me. But So you've got my burden on you. Mm -hmm. But imagine the pastor who, when he looks out at this congregation, he knows these people. I know a handful personally. He knows all of them, yep. uh, basically, and the burdens that they bear fall upon him. And you know, as he's preparing for a text, he's thinking about mm -hmm. some of these. Now, we're not thinking. You know, he's not targeting people. No, no. But he's thinking. He's trying to meet their right needs based on the passages. You know, how does this passage fit into yeah. little Susie's life here, who right. is just seven years old and lost her mom? Or this this single pregnant woman yeah. who has nowhere to turn but the church, or you know this seventy year old guy who just lost his wife of fifty years, yeah. or you know all the things that that come people's way becomes a, a spiritual burden to a pastor who you know no wonder they are worn out. Yeah. Uh, the the only way that guys can do this for 30, 40, 50 years, especially in the same church, which, by the way, I think is uh, the, maybe the number one reason for church growth, mm. not not necessarily numerical growth, but growth uh, growing in a growing congregation, congregation growing spiritually personal and relationship, yeah. uh, uh, is you know it's so taxing to have that burden on him, and and actually. Probably, and this is maybe was one of my failings as a pastor. Pastors need to spend a whole lot more time in prayer than even study. Hmm. And that's, you know, that's not something that well, I'm the, good at. <laughs> the study doesn't work unless the prayer is. Yes. Um, well, let, let's. And I want to transition to part two of this uh, celebrity pastor syndrome. Where okay, first I think we can praise these 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 celebrity pastors too much, but second. I think we can expect too much of our own pastors. Mm -hmm. um, so okay, so we're not focusing on Piper or MacArthur right, right. or any, any of those. But even with our own pastor, well, we he's expect the, he's the face. Yeah, he, he or she is the face of the church. I'm gonna say he, but um, yeah, the, the <laughs> okay, face I'll of the say church. He generically. <laughs> um, and he, uh, is, and that's just called unfair. upon. It's right, unfair. he's called upon to know every answer. Yeah. And uh, if there's any problem with the church, it's going to go to him. Mm -hmm. um, and that is a huge burden to bear. And you are expecting that guy to do too much. Mm -hmm. And if you're putting all of that on one person, that's, uh, as we talked about before, that's either going to lead to best case scenario is burnout. Mm -hmm. And that guy's going to get stressed out. And that's and burnt best out. case scenario. Right. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you just set up a tyrant yeah. who's going to abuse you spiritually. And neither one of those things is a good thing. Right. But that's why, uh, A, we, I think Ray and I both believe in a, in a plurality of elders yes. in the church, share that burden. Mm -hmm. But second, even if they're, and I, get, and I get in some smaller congregations, you may not be able to have that. Right. But you should have people in the church. Again, the purpose of the pastor is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. So the church should be able to, there should be people in the church who are able to say, hey, 
at the very least, Pastor, I can clean the toilets next week. Yeah. Or I can, you know, I can do this. I can work in the nursery or something to take that burden off of him. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to transition here into our last, or not our last section, but our application section. And, Ray, to do this, we have some special guests lined up. Okay. And by I mean lined up, I have have them lined up in my mind because I haven't <laughs> done this yet. But we're going to be asking several pastors to answer the question how they feel that people in their church can best show their appreciation mm -hmm. toward them. So I'm going to record those uh, at a future time and, and push those together right now. All right, I'm here with Pastor Randy Tanis. Uh, Pastor Randy, first off, tell us where you're from. Um, I grew up in Michigan. I spent 21 years as a youth pastor at Calvary Baptist Church in Watertown, Wisconsin. And then for the last 14 years, I've been the camp director at Camp Shatek in northern Wisconsin. Okay, so this is Pastor Appreciation Month. And uh, so the question we're asking various people is, how best, having served in uh, being a youth pastor and even at the camp, uh, how have you felt most appreciated in that role? Or how, how can people... How do you feel people can most appreciate their pastor? I think so uh, a couple of neat things is people just sending notes. One of the things I enjoy as camp director is getting thank you notes from kids that have come to camp and camp's been a blessing to them and they share how God worked in their heart or worked in their life. Um, and so I appreciate that at camp, getting those notes. As a youth pastor, it was always a blessing as, you know, parents would show appreciation by sending the notes. I had, remember one family, um, they gave us some monetary gifts just for our family to go out to eat because they knew of the sacrifice. And they had two boys in the youth group and said, we appreciate what you do for our kids. We want to do something for you. So I think notes and, and obviously uh, in the ministry, uh, any type of a gift for going out to eat or for something is special because uh, things are always very tight and those are always right. a blessing. And you just really appreciate that. Of course, real quick, tell us a little bit about Camp Shatek. Uh, what's that about Camp Shatek? Um, you know, being there, uh, Bible camp that gets to minister to churches. We're at the teacher's convention because of schools that, that send kids, primarily churches that we work with. And I always enjoy uh, when we go to the churches, the, the kids showing appreciation for our staff and uh, what, what we're doing for them. Um, so that's always a blessing. And we'll have a link on our website where they can learn more about Camp Shatek yep. and yeah, check camp, out. Yeah, in Camp Shatek, we, we, uh, we operate uh, 10 weeks in the summertime. So we've got junior kids that come. we got teens. And one of the things I'm excited about is our team, T-E-A-M, team hmm. program, a leadership training program for sophomores, juniors, and seniors in high school. And that's my passion is teaching people to serve. Well, thank you very much for yes, your time. Yes, sir. Okay. I'm here with Pastor Bob Loggins, who's a pastor at Calvary Baptist Church in Watertown, Wisconsin. So, Pastor Loggins, when do you feel most appreciated by your congregation? I think I feel most appreciated when people think about what they're doing, and then they, they may send me a note. They may even send me an email or a text and say, Pastor, you did such and such. They're specific about it. And when that happens, then that really lets me know that, you know, I've been a blessing to them, I've been an encouragement to them, and as a result, that's a huge encouragement yeah. to me. Great, thank you very much. Okay, we're here with Phil Allen, a popular co-host, no, not a popular guest at all, but... Just a popular person in general. Uh, barely person. <laughs> so, we're talking about Pastor Appreciation Month, so the question we're asking everyone is, as a pastor, when do you feel most appreciated? 
I think the time I feel most appreciated is is when it's sort of just out of the blue that somebody lets me know some way that God used whatever I was doing. I, you know, it's one thing kind of at the back of church, people say it as they go out the yeah. door. But I mean more sort of when somebody... Everybody says that. Yes. Yeah. And, you, and it's nice. And it's affirming. But there are also times where somebody will send an email, they'll write a card, they'll call, and they'll say, hey, you know, when you blank, God did this. Um, and I think it's those times that are just sort of the out of the blue, not in the not in the the regular course of things, and somebody just sort of goes out of their way to let me know. Not so much to you, even just that they appreciate what I did, but that somehow God did something through that. Okay, I'm here with Pastor Brad Molander, who's uh, one of the pastor assistant pastor at Berean Baptist Church here in Beloit, Wisconsin. So, Pastor Brad, when do you feel most appreciated as a pastor? I feel most appreciated when one of my students, whether it be a child or the young adult class, they come up to me and say, Pastor Brad, we appreciate the time that you put into Sunday school lesson. We appreciate the time that you put into choir or children's church. And uh, to see the, the smile on their face and, and the appreciation, All that's right. what brings joy to me. Well, thank you for your time. Okay. Well, Ray, that was a fascinating look at uh, how different pastors uh, answered that question. Wasn't that fascinating? It was fascinating. Yeah, we have no idea what they said. I'm sure it's all good. Uh, but we're going to wrap up. We always end each section with uh, all of our podcasts with recommended resources. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would recommend just the – we're kind of doing this off the top of our head. Right. We don't have an outline. We didn't really prepare for this because we're just again we're on we're on retreat here, and we just are nerdy enough to want to do another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the, the books that came off the top of my head, um, "The Ordinary Pastor" by D. A. Carson, I think okay. is a good book that, that helps you kind of get inside what it means to be a pastor. Um, Spurgeon's book, uh, "Lectures to My Students," I think also gives you kind of an inside look at what expected of pastors. Uh, there probably are better books, but uh, those are the two that come up, um, come to my mind. Are there anything that comes yeah, to your head? Um, focus on the family. Back when Dobson was still uh, the, uh, the the leader there, his brother-in-law, H.B. London, did a lot of stuff with pastoral type helps and and whatnot. And mm. I don't know where that is now, but. Um, that was um, always, in fact, I remember calling their hotline once to talk about something. I forget exactly what the discussion was. but um, So that's good. I think the best thing, though, the best resource isn't a book other than scripture. Mm. It's people. Yeah. People who will go out of their way to talk to the pastor as a person. So you, are you trying to suggest the best way to get to understand what the pastor does, what the pastor is, is to talk to the pastor? That would be... <laughs> yeah, really. Wow. That's well, a little controversial here, don't you think? Well, it may be novel, but I think that that just makes the most <laughs> sense to me. Um, you know, even accompanying, accompanying him on a hospital visit, or mm. 
offering to do, even, you know, teach me how to preach so I can actually take your place once in a while so you can get the rest that you need. Yeah. Um, I so, Phil, you're welcome to leave anytime. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this Sunday, I feel think, free to take think, off. I think he already, already has uh, done that for you, <laughs> Phil, which is good. Um, you know, I, I have done it for the Wesleyan, Janesville Wesleyan pastor, and um, always it's a joy, though I'm not a uh, part of that church, per se. I am in that sense that I that I willingly fill in there and um, it's, a, it's you know great people and I have friends that attend there and stuff so all right well we got to wrap it up here yep, and this is uh, so this has been uh, our pastor appreciation special edition of the basic Bible podcast don't forget to check out our website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org check us out on Twitter at basic Biblecast and join our Facebook group join the conversation there. Uh, just go into Facebook and search for Basic Bible Podcast. You'll find us. Join us there. So until next week, next week we'll get right back into our series on the attributes of God. So have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.